This is Self Startup. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Self Starter, a podcast that highlights small business owners, the self-employed and freelancers who have taken the plunge to create their own desirable lifestyle. My name is Andy Dowling. I'm also the host of the Andy Social Podcast. I play bass in the Australian metal band Lord, and I'm a dispute resolution specialist. So I like to dip my toes in a number of different things. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for at Andy Dowling, or alternatively, you can go to selfstarter.com.au where you'll find a number of links and resources that are related not only to the podcast, but anything that's linked to the self-employment world. So heaps of stuff will be added there. Now, thank you so much for tuning in once again. And as you can tell, we're in our early stages, our infancy stage of self-starter. So thank you so much for the support that you've given so far, as well as the feedback and suggestions that you provided as far as where self-starter goes in the future. So thank you very much for that support. It means a lot. This episode features Stevino Venetti. Now, Stevino is the owner of the Italian Guild, which is a wood fire pizza restaurant in Milton on the south coast of New South Wales. I caught up with Stavina not too long ago where we spoke about the progression over the last three years of the Guild and where his origins come from as far as self-employment is concerned. And it's a really, really cool story. Um, there's a lot of great takeaways from this episode where uh, Stavina talks about opening up a mobile coffee van and the progression from that to a bricks and mortar cafe and then now into a fully licensed restaurant and um, only now, after three years of uh, up and running as this bricks and mortar store, is he finally starting to see the fruits of his labor. So um, a really cool story and lots of great points in this episode, which I'll highlight at the end of this conversation. So um, before we kick in very quickly as well, there was a number of things that we spoke about in this episode that I have not included. But what I will do is I'll touch on some of these afterwards because there's a lot of really cool content and a lot of cool insights that uh, Stavino had. And I'll make sure I highlight a bunch of these at the end of this episode. So enough of me. Please enjoy this episode with Stavino Venetti of The Guild in Milton. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you very much for the cold beverage and uh, your hospitality here. Very pleasure. That's hospitality industry. That's what we do best. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Yes. Um, do you want to just give yourself a brief introduction and who you are, what you do? My name is Stefano Vinetti. I am a, the uh, director, owner and uh, floor cleaner of the Italian Guild Milton, which is uh, started as a cafe into a cafe pizzeria into now a fully licensed restaurant pretty good uh, scale up yeah a few years down the track it's been about three years now of uh of 12 hours a day roughly yep yeah yep. that's where we got to with and the team. how long since the inception of the cafe itself how how long's that period of time been well we started as a cafe and i i was still um running and owning a coffee van which i started all my career as a self-employed person so baby steps i suppose and um, so that's about three years ago now. It was uh, the 18th of uh, August 2014. There you go. On the money, the yeah, day. Yeah, you've got to know, you know, it's, it's her birthday. So yeah, you yeah. You know, sometimes I forget my mum and dad's, but <laughs> not the business one. So. It's it, um, you mentioned just before, prior to the cafe, you had the, the mobile. Yes, everything started uh, from my descent from Sydney to... Uh, to uh, Manana in you know just not far away from uh, from Aladala and uh, I was just recovering from an, an injury a back injury working as a chef um, in Sydney and uh, 
yeah, Sydney was too too busy, too expensive for me and my neo wife to um, support a lifestyle and be able to uh, start something or at least even start a life. So we decided to move uh, south and recover and try to feel better about myself and and energy wise and and physically and and with a clear mind I decided that I was in desperate seek for a good coffee and um, from the decision of um, wanting to have a good coffee I decided to make um, the best coffee in the area like under my of course uh, judgment but for the Manana area that was a pretty good um, start and I uh, project managed and built um, my coffee van called Cafe Selecta and uh, we started the first uh, day with a $60 taking which was pretty uh, depressing <laughs> after spending nearly 50 grand on a, on a project um, believing that I was going to do it with about 25 to 30 grand mm. so that was the very first uh, reality check that I faced in business um, and a few years later um, you know year after year we uh, ended up doubling the takings uh, the daily takings to eventually we were you know we were doing quite well and you know of course as normal human beings we decide to take on something bigger and take a larger bite and try to chew it down. And um, so opportunity came and I started also a, a wood fire pizza trailer, which was uh, combined with the pizza, uh, with the, pardon me, with the cafe, a mobile cafe and um, at events and um, uh, caravan parks, so mostly seasonal. And, um, and then from that, uh, I decided to take another big bite and I started the shop. Mm. So this is like a bit of a um, scattered sort of a, a timeline, but yeah, I've been self-employed for now nearly seven and a half, eight years, I suppose. So that moment, like that time when you moved down the south coast and that point of kind of resettling yourself down here and then making that first investment mm-hmm. of, as you said, like 50-odd thousand dollars, what was that moment? Did you already have that in your head? I mean, you're Not a confident kind of guy by the looks of it, and us talking and whatnot, but um, no doubt you would have been shitting bricks. Well, you know, everything comes with uh, within you. Um, I suppose when you when you know that there is no chance you're going to drive 100 k's uh, or more every day to go to a, a mindless job, when you know that there is you know um, a lot of opportunity in an area that is underdeveloped. You kind of want to be one of the developers, and not as such as like putting a house, buying a block and putting a house, mm. and, but more developing the services of an area. Um, you just decide to, yeah, let's see if this works. Pretty yeah. much, you just go for for what comes from within you, and you know, you fight some fears of, you know, I never had fear of not getting things to work out. Um, that you know, I wouldn't be in business in the first place. Sometimes, you know, you just have to be sure that you're going to give you the best shot and you're going to do the best that you can. And, um, and I suppose as well, good support from a partner, um, just even at home, giving you a pat on the shoulder and saying, like, come on, mate, you can do it. Um, that's a, a great help. You get to um, face some, some difficulties, but... Um, in a way, whatever achievement, it's your achievement, no one else's. So, yeah. um, and that's a boost, and that gives you the confidence and builds the confidence. I was so, uh, funny enough, I looked like a, 
like I, I thought like a, it looked like a, a, a bait uh, van, like a lolly van, like a pedal van. Because, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for someone in the south coast to do my signage, but I ran out of money, so I looked like in a white van with like <laughs> the suspicious, with uh, super <laughs> suspicious. I was like, God, I'm gonna get pulled over now, and they're gonna ask me some serious questions because, you know. Um, but you know, we we had a, a sign painted by like hand painted sign and. Uh, we kind of did a bit of a guerrilla um, advertisement as well. So it's, oh yeah, what, what, would, what would that look like? It was just you know like hand painted um, uh, on cardboard uh, signs of like mm, coffee van, you know, eight one k ahead uh, stuck on electricity pole at like at twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, um, <laughs> just one on top of like piggybacking each other's with their with their you know one of the stapler you know hammer staplers that yep. the tradies use. And, you know, just had to do just enough to raise a bit of money to then put the money back into the business and expand. Because that's what it's been, basically. It's not that I won the lotto or I'm doing any illicit drug trade with my business. I mm. uh, reinvested every single um, money that we took from the business back into the business without paying ourselves a wage, my wife and I. or um, We just um, lived with the minimum uh, lifestyle, like we do down basically... To the minimum requirements for a, life, a lifestyle, um, we had food in the fridge, beers, and uh, and music in in our ears, and nothing else. And um, every money uh, made through the business was reflushed into an expanding, um, like buying a better coffee machine or uh, putting better signs on the on the van, um, upgrading the water tanks or the pumps, and keeping something on the side for insurances and all these things. You know, you just. You just slowly, um, brick by brick, you bake your brick and then you put it in place and then you, the day after you make another one, you bake it and then you put another one on. So it takes, it, it takes a long time to establish or at least to be able to not go backward in, in money. And there's no point of paying yourself, honestly. Oh, absolutely. So, You'll never, never get any traction. But one thing that um, I've noticed speaking to a lot of different people that have, I guess, taken those first few steps and got into any form of self-employment, whether it just be f- freelance work or, or actually building a business, bricks and mortar and whatnot, is that um, half, I mean, the, the, the secret, which is not really a secret, but the, the main thing here is that it, nothing has to be perfect straight away. As you Correct, said, you didn't yeah. have the signs ready to go exactly how you wanted them, but you need to get moving. So you yeah. can always add and expand as you go, but yeah. the main thing is that you're moving, you're moving forward. Yes, um, totally agree. Um, and as well, you know what, to tell you the truth, I actually, I was pleased I didn't have a sign when I started because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to compromise, you know, because you kind of, you know, you, you fake it until you make it in everything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you could probably agree with the fact that, you know, the first time you went on stage, um, you felt that your, you, you felt a bit, probably a bit awkward and, and, and goofy and not know exactly what to do. 100%. And then, you know, you build up the, the, the persona, you build up your um, personality over the, over the years of practicing and then now um, I'm pretty sure there is no... Yes, of course, the bigger the crowd, the more, the more excited you get and, and nervous, but you still uh, go there, out there and perform and do the best you can yep. because... Um, now you train. It's all about training in anything, you know. Um, you know the the greatest. You know, I notice in business one of the most repetitive um, issues is the uh, boredom factor. Um, we always want something to happen 
every day, uh, every week, every month. You want to beat your records uh, every every year. You want to do and go forward and, and achieve more. And sometimes this doesn't really happen. And you, if anything, sometimes you hit a bit of a flat spot and um, you don't progress. You actually go back and you can see costs go up and you get, um, you know, frame into a, a position where you think, oh, gosh, you know, we're not going to go ahead from this. There's nothing else now to do. And you get into this boring uh, part of the business, which is the maintenance of the trade, which um, kind of like kills a bit of the excitement of, uh, of the next step. Mm. Um, that's what, in a way, we did with the coffee van for several years. Um, we had it for up to five years before um, someone else with more uh, energy and more ideas and and, um, and a vision that was beyond what we created uh, decided to buy from us. And, yeah. you know, so, but I can say that, uh, you know, the moment you sell a small business like that, you're selling a bit of part of yourself because uh, you've created and, and you became, I became the, the, the selector man. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it was an ex excellent experience, an excellent way to enter into the business world. Uh, I wish I knew as much as I know now seven years ago when I started with the van, that would have been a much, much better start for me, you know. But, you know, that's what we are here to, to learn and experience and... and um, just, just getting satisfaction in the, in the journey along the way, that day-to-day, -day, even if it's a, a plateau or a, dri a dips or whatever it might be, yeah. it's, um, it all adds up to, the, to wherever you're going in the end because you're, not, you're, getting, you're going to learn from the bad days as much Certainly. as the good days. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The bad days, I take more bad days than good days in my uh, experience bucket. Uh, I like to analyse the, uh, the bad outcomes to, to learn from what went wrong and make it better, for, or at least not trying to commit the same mistake. Uh, next time uh, it, it occurs, or we face, or we close to to face the same situation, um, the best, you know, like I suppose the best, the best um, suggestion to anyone who wants to start a business is to follow what your gut say. Your gut feeling is most important than anything else. Um, and if you feel that there is something that is not really right, you have to stop and analyze what. Um, is this feeling that makes you feel that is nothing, um, not, not everything is going right. Um, a partner, that's what a partner can be there for. I notice a lot of Australians don't really like, I'm, I'm Italian from background, but I'm Australian, new Australian, so I have to specify that. <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot of Australians, they struggle to express their feelings and concerns, especially to friends and family. Uh, but it's very, very necessary um, in business to to have weaknesses because you work on your weaknesses and uh, you make them strengths otherwise you just always have these um, you know um, skeleton in a closet that you know you're never going to face and and could be something that really compromises the quality of your business it can it can put the brakes on it completely totally or can yeah. stop it you know yeah it. you can take take you back to uh, square one and you know and it, maybe with uh, with few thousands of dollars worth of debt beyond you know in, mm. in front of you and so i guess and as well another best thing that i always tried to stay away from was the expenses that i were in um connected to the business for example i need a business vehicle but i buy a brand new you know ssu you know fully ex you know you know leather interiors and all the rest when in reality all i need is like a, an old rodeo so this uh, over expanding 
over expanding too soon can cause a lot of dramas um, because yes you have cash flow but you know you can only see the expenses of a business only about six months 12 months 24 months down the track and that's one of the um, one of the main problems um, paying yourself a wage from day one it's in its nonsense paying yourself money into an account to then move it to the other account to pay the business expenses it, you shouldn't have done that movement in a, in the first place you just leave everything in a bank bank um, you know in the business bank account and leave off that for the first as a sole trader it's leave a bit off of that. patience isn't it that you it need. is the patience is a it's a main discipline. key discipline yeah I'm, i can't say i've got much discipline <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty loose well but. i mean sitting sitting here and and seeing what you've managed to do i mean it, it would take a, a degree of discipline. madness well madness yeah madness, absolutely you know a, a carriage i think it's all about carriage and and um, first of all, there is a there is a study of of the ground where you want to set yourself up, and mm. you have to see how many how much competition do I have, and are they better than me, or can they do better? Than, will they do better than me, or am I going to be better than them? Um, yeah, it's it's this decision of thinking that your product it's up there with the best, and and that's what you there to deliver it, and yep. the the product speaks for itself. You're going to make um, a better um, business than others around you, and that's what that gut feeling tells you to do, and you just follow it. Yeah. Um, some people, if sometimes talking to friends and family, they actually they're the biggest uh, enemies of small businesses. They're the one that are um, telling you that you're mad, what you're doing, and there are too many people out there doing the same thing, and. It's all, it's all that fear of, uh, of failure that, you know, we probably have within us um, or society builds into us. But um, just I, I totally ignored that. And uh, every time someone was giving me the cold shoulder, I would just like smile and, and s slowly raise my middle finger at times uh, <laughs> while they weren't watching. Uh, but, you know, it just get you get by and you, you, you toughen up. You, it's like a blister that turns into a colours, pretty much. So yep. you, you move on. I like it. Um, a lot of the other business owners and, and I guess freelancers that I've spoken to and know um, are dealing with um, probably more products more so than service. And right. you're working in hospitality, you're providing service and people it, uh, generally have to come in to be able to deal with you as far yes. as a business point of view um have you or would you ever look to expanding i know like obviously with from a digital point of view you you can do advertising and marketing to draw people into where you are yes but would you uh ever consider selling um products that you might sell in here um in an online capacity or anything like that or are you more focused just on the local community here and then obviously the traffic coming through to draw people into the into the premises itself it's an interesting question. You see, food, hospitality, like you cannot supply a service online. Realistically, you can sell vouchers for your restaurant. Uh, you can sell pre-packed um, coffee beans, which you know I thought about doing. But realistically, um, when you're dealing with people and directly face to face, um, when you run a business who, which is a manufacturing business, 
it's a distribution business, mm. it's a uh, um, service business, all it combined in one. We depends on weather, we depends on uh, how much money people have to spend, we depend on, uh, on their holiday season, we depend on uh, the passing trade, on reviews online. There are too many things that can uh, break or make this, this kind of business. And most of it, it's hospitality. This is always uh, what I say, it's hospitality. First thing, you have to be hospitable. You have to be um, a good host, you have to welcome people. And you cannot really welcome people online unless you have a, a mad website which you paid thousands for. And at the end of the day, once they see your website once or twice, unless you're selling um, you know, uh, specific coffee making equipment that is only is branded with your name and, and is not generic that everyone mm. else can buy from other websites, especially eBay or Alibaba and all those things where you can buy things for a tenth of the price. Yep. Quality, I don't know, but you know, that's what the price nowadays speak for itself. Um, you know, I don't know if, if this is a good idea. I mean, um, I'm an old school business person. I believe that you know the word of mouth speaks hundred words and it's the best advertisement because um, I could be spending thousands of dollars saying how good we do in business and how bad better we are than everyone else but all we need is a few bad reviews and a couple of people putting a bad word out mm. saying that we don't know what we're doing and we we lose money for the advertisement and reputation in very little time so the uh, quality and the con continuous uh, trade and, and quality control is the only thing that keeps you alive in business. Um, of course, everyone tells you, even your accountants will say that you have to cut costs all the time. You have to cut costs on, on food costs, for example, or staff. Um, but the moment you compromise one of the qualities, um, you become just like everyone else. Yep. So. I hope that this formula will still work realistically and uh, it's a long-term formula, it's not a short-term gain, it's a long-term gain. We've been in this for now three years and finally the books are showing after three years in business a, um, a final profit, which is great to see on paper. I still haven't felt it in my hands, <laughs> but the papers and the, and all the accounting programs, uh, that's what they, they're saying. So it's, you know, finally see that we hit the plateau and well, we're going upwards in terms of takings and, and it's exciting and it's a reward of the hard work, um, you know, so, yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of things there. <clears throat> One being that, I guess, given that you are the business owner, you've created this, um, there's only so much of you to go around and the people that you have working with you as well. So mm. being in the hospitality, in a service-based capacity, it's better to put the majority of your focus on, as you said, that the people coming in yes. and providing them with that face-to-face -face yes. touch service yes. so that the word of mouth can spread and then people have got to know that you've got a reputation of a particular quality Correct. and then they come back in. So uh, for you to spread yourself out and try other things, it, you know, whether that is something you consider in the future later on down the track, at this stage, it's just it's not something that... It's better to be able to be focused on something that you're seeing a direct impact and yes. it's a far more critical in your particular industry and the type of work that you do rather than, I guess, investing a hell of a lot of time um, and in, trying to expand and look and trying trialing absolutely. things that there's very very high risk. It is high risk, and as well, you know, why would you focus on serving the customer over there when you have customer right here right now? 
that they need to be people. served. Yeah. So um, it's it is it is the hospitality industry. I would say for many people that are not from this industry, they think it's one of the easiest to run. You know, I love cooking. I get into a restaurant. Mm. What what can go wrong? Uh, but realistically, it's one of the most difficult and technical industry to be in because, he, as I was saying before, it um, includes very different but combined um, sectors um, all in one. You know, mm. we, have, we always make this analogy of, of being a bricklayer that has to, every morning, build his own bricks, make them out of mud, bake them, and then put them up into a house and then the day after, this house is not there anymore because it's been melted away or <laughs> eaten and pooed. But realistically, you have to start again from scratch. And so, you know, you cannot compromise the quality of your bricks because you get lazy or because boredom kicks in. You just always constantly have to make these bricks. So you're already, you instead, of buying, yeah, instead of buying pre-made food and then or pre-made clothes or computer parts or musical instruments or whatever and you have them in stock and that's your ability of selling them to the public and that's where the online um, shop could increase the business trade you are actually making this instrument you are making the um, the, the clothing and you are selling it and it's perishable it's it's gonna go off in few in few days if you don't sell it either way you, you eat it or you distribute it with your family mm. um, otherwise you throw it in the bin and that's money that you're actually flushing down uh, yeah. the toilet in the bin so it is you know the people get into they want to start a restaurant they um, realistically they have to start on a let's say 200 to 300 thousand dollar investment mm. if they want to do it right out and then in the first year they face um, being so large and, and set up, they will need staff to be able to occupy certain locations, certain production um, uh, spots of your restaurant um, and the serving. And, and so that's an extra cost, a huge cost that you add without having customers through the door. So, it's, I mean, it's, 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 of course, a very complex business It's to an run. exponential, you know, it, it exponentially grows. The more you think you add in one extra dish on the, pla on, on the menu, you already increase your work, workload massively yeah. um, just because of one dish or one extra um, wine or one extra service that you offer. So, yes, without getting lost in a, in a topic, I'd say... Uh, starting small and mastering the small, it's the key for the next little brick that you sit on the top. And then you can master that extra s step or extra uh, uh, evolution of your business. Mm. And you, once you master that, then you can go into the next. But going and overextending yourself in multiple uh, different um, or, um, businesses or within the business or different services, uh, in one go, it's it's suicide. Yeah, absolutely. Suicide. And, that, and that was the second thing I was going to raise is that you said it before. You're in you're in for the long game, and I think a lot of people, I guess now, and this is me stereotyping, but um, we live in a world where we can get any answer within seconds, um, and in. At times, we expect things very quickly. We want results straight away. And for you, and just from what you said, your goal is to make something that's sustainable, that brings money in, and you're working and creating something on your own terms rather than working for somebody else. And you're doing that 
in an area and a lifestyle that you've chosen as well. Yeah. Um, but you can't just go from zero to 100 straight away Correct. and get to that ideal um, spot. You've got to work at it and that takes a long time. Yes, correct. Um, for some people it's different. For some people they they super talented or they fall into the right place at the right time and they can go 110 miles an hour straight away and be successful at that and you know um, I lower my hat to these people uh, I wish I was one of them to tell you the truth it would be much easier um, but yeah most definitely you know the baby step formula is the uh, you can't run before you learn how to walk it's very old school sort of saying and all these you know um, all leads to uh, making a decision um, and stick to it and but you know at the same time you've got to be flexible uh, you have to be be able to bend your decision and, and sometimes completely stop and change it up and turn it upside down. Excuse me, and um, being able to to start again and you know not being afraid of failure because failure it's only another another form of success. You know, it's not not yet success. And um, for us Italian, it's it's really um, we we are in a country of over in an overpopulated country, with 60 plus million people. And they're all talented, so um, your talent is just lost within the sea of talents mm. uh, around you. And, you know, it's very hard to shine. But in a country like Australia, where you have a very little population and so many people needing a service, everyone should be in business. Everyone could do a business, as long as they're humble enough, as long as they uh, don't try to rip off people, as long as they try to take it humbly to start with and, and stick to one um, business. Um, for example, bakeries. Bakeries, I believe they should just sell bread. That's what the mm. bakery is. But nowadays they tend to stretch into selling um, lunch and, and, and coffees. And, and see, every time you expand or you in insert into your business a new, a new outlet or a new um, product, then you're already uh, bastardizing your main dream, your main focus. And it makes it can dilute things. It can make things a lot more challenging because Absolutely. you've got extra expenses, extra uh, licenses, Absolutely. and paperwork, and, and hurdles and costs and whatnot. So it's, Absolutely, yeah. it's uh, it, it becomes it can become like a dream can become a nightmare very quickly. Yep. Absolutely. For you, I mean, you've, you've pumped a lot of money into this. You've put a lot of hours into it. Um, you continuously expand and add things to it to, to enhance the experience. Enhance um, every person that comes in here gets a, a better experience each time. For you, what's the next, What's the next? say, I don't know, next one to two years look like for, for you in this business? Is it just sort of maintaining and building what you have or are you still looking to, to add things? We definitely have reached a... a the, the final um, stage three um, sort of <laughs> expansion yep. and uh, and develop this business. Of course, we're still going to tweak and make it um, trying to make it a much better experience for our customers constantly to retain and gain more customers. Of course, yep. um, we're becoming more popular day by day, and and uh, with popularity, uh, a lot of judgment comes as well. So yep, you're going to be able to accept um, you know good judgment and bad judgments. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what life uh, has for me um, for the next few few years. Definitely, I'm going to be here and running this business into a, a successful, uh, stable landmark of, in this town. Um, we are trying to um, to create this into um, into a place that people can travel to to and you know, when they need quality. Mm. Um, definitely, it, it take it took us nearly three years to stop 
the losses in terms of uh, uh, being able to um, earn an income, a uh, very small income, uh, from the business without um, basically borrowing money or uh, running the business in the in the in the red to to get to the next month or to you know to be able to sustain um, this you know the, the the staff or the expenses we face uh, day by day in in business. Um, so yeah, I think definitely we I'm going to stay put for for a few years and and. Um, Tackle all the all the little problems and uh, and tweak things and make them as perfect as I can. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. I think that's a I think that's a really good way to end off uh, end off this chat. Thank you very much. Very pleasure. And um, we'll we'll have to pleasure. do a catch up down the track sometime. We will be here, or maybe I'll see you at your next concert. Sounds good. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, folks. If you want to learn more about Stefano and the Italian Guild, you can go to italianguild.com or go to facebook.com slash coffeeguildmilton. Now, if you don't have time to write all that down, that's okay. As with all of the podcast episodes, you'll be able to go to selfstarter.com.au, check out the show notes, and all of the links and resources will be in there as well. Now, there was a number of different takeaways I got out of this episode, but the main one for me is that long-term mentality You've got to be in it for the long haul and to understand that you, the likelihood of being an overnight success is very slim. And it was really interesting to hear that story of Stavino opening up that first day of his mobile coffee van and only getting $60 for the entire day. I, no doubt there'd be heaps of people out there that would just throw the towel in and say, this is not for me. I need to do something else. <laughs> so, but for him, it was obviously, there was a, there was a vision. And he was in it for the long haul. And so that made the difference for him. And I think that's a reassuring message for a lot of people getting started that you might not get the traction that you initially were hoping for, but as long as you stick at it and you keep moving forward, eventually with longevity, things will start to pay off, but you just got to keep moving forward and not stress too much that uh, you might not be getting the attention or traction that you were originally hoping for when you first open up for business. The other thing off the back of that was the decision for him and his family to live within their means and also to be disciplined with their personal spending. So the money being generated from their business was being reinvested back into the business to give them the opportunity to scale up. And whilst, yes, they might not have been able to live a life of luxury, um, it did result in the business getting to a point now after three years in operation, being able to see some of those successes and seeing a little bit of profit coming in. So it's obviously paying off. And it's an obvious thing, of course, but it's something that a lot of people don't do. So uh, a very interesting and valuable piece of information that I got, I personally got out of that. Um, everything else is going to be over in the show notes over at selfstarter.com.au. I'm going to have a number of blog posts generated off this episode and all the other episodes of self Status. so make sure you go over there thank you as always for tuning in i'm going to leave it at that another episode coming out in a fortnight in the meantime keep checking the website keep checking the facebook page self starter official um, you can follow over there i'm going to have a, a bunch of content being released in the meantime so i'd love to hear from you love to get any suggestions of other businesses lots of stuff coming up thank you very much for the support and we will see you soon